0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rick, Scott Barlake, Coima Coima like mixed trading both grain and livestock futures this morning. Uh, we have corn and soybeans to the plus side, wheat lower, and then over in the livestock futures, hogs struggling just a little bit, by cattle, a nice opening here, Scott. And, you know, talk about kind of what's pushing that. Um, it seems like. Maybe a little bit of cash optimism, but there's also a little bit of a delivery story this morning.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. And uh, let's definitely start talking about cattle. It's uh, having a real nice day. We're extending this rally and, and has a lot of good things going for it. So, you know, shot open on the higher, triple digits higher on the open. So uh, some of that reason we've got there was 16 deliveries on the February cattle board. That was uh, yesterday was the first day or not the first day, second day, I guess, of uh, whether we're going to see deliveries or not. We saw 16 in the south, and they were all demanded. So, and it looks like they were taken by strong hands. So somebody wanted the cattle, said, hey, bring them to me, let's go. So that's always a great sign for the market to kind of kind of fall back on and see, because we're, we're rumoring that cash is going to be higher and every, not hearing a lot of action and, and thinking that the Packers are close to the knife. So... So this just kind of confirms a, a little bit of, yeah, we're probably going to see some higher cash this week um, where producers are willing to stand up and say, Hey, I, I think I'm going to start some pretty hefty asking prices earlier in the week. I had heard, you know, asking prices were going to be 185 and they were just kind of standing there, which I was very surprised, impressed. Um, but that is looking like that's uh, coming true. They're standing firm saying, well, want some higher prices tighter numbers. So I I think that's uh, a lot of the story that's happening in the cattle. It's just that we're uh, kind of seeing some of this higher cash probably going to happen. And those demanded deliveries is an excellent way to start the market.
0: Yeah. And it seems like we get these uh, profit taking setbacks or whatever you want to call them. They're easily bought here. And today's a good example of that. But we had higher boxes coming in. And then do you think the weather forecast is maybe contributing to this a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's a little added factor here this morning that uh, there really wasn't any weather priced into any of these markets. But now we're seeing a forecast that might throw four inches of snow down south and Texas and the panhandle. So uh, right in some big cattle feeding country. So that was uh, that's kind of a new uh, adjustment that we can make just kind of adds to the to the fire here that we have happening. So um, seeing some more weather this winter has has been a little bit tougher to you know to kind of feed cattle and so i think it, it's it's put a lot of uh oomph in this market here especially with the cold cold that we had in january and now sloppy wet conditions that we have now um in february which is a little goofy and now seeing some more of those sister systems uh, happen uh we got to put some of that premium in and real quick and then put that on with the february deliveries and that's really helping out
0: yeah what are packer margins doing like right now certainly there's a lot of talk about that
1: yeah, hearing, uh, you know, the Packers getting uh, cut into their margins and, and worried about it. I, I, there, there's already been jokes around that, um, you know, producers t- to, to backstory this a little bit. Producers have had a, a long run of rough profits. Uh, it, it's been years of, of struggling and trying to get. And that's why we've finally got our all time highs in 2023. And we're having a good start to 2024. Went through COVID uh trying to stay afloat and had to find a a bailout from the government Uh, you know all of that happened while the packers had some record margins so um so you got a producer with that attitude Their their eyes are glaring and they're uh pretty frustrated with that so when we do hear of some negative packer margins um you know some decreased uh, you know, profits for the Packers. Uh, the joke this morning was they want to start a GoFundMe page uh-huh. for the Packers, and uh, I don't see anybody signing up for that. But that's that's kind of the attitude that the producer yeah. has. They're 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 wanting their time, and and I think that says okay. So so is this beef too high? We're starting to see reports of this. Uh, you know, Fox News ran a ran a report saying you know the tight cattle numbers, and you're starting to see that on a national level, and. The demand worriers are saying, maybe this beef's too high, but when you do look at some of these cuts, uh, they're actually priced lower than some year ago levels. So there was um, some massive retail profits and packer profits that uh, were just chewing into that. You know, the, the this cow herd, the the cattle producers, they've um, viewed this as, uh, I'm going to make some money on this opportunity. We're all still of that attitude. We're just waiting for that rug to be jerked. You know, just, okay, when are they going to jerk the rug? When is yeah. this over? So um, I don't see the long-term, this thing's going to stay higher for a long time. The well, We've got some sustainability back. I don't, I don't feel that. So I don't see a cow-calf producer looking to go buy a bunch of heifers with high interest rates and, uh, and get started and, and trying to find enough help to calve out a bunch of cows. So um, I think that's also a big part of this continued extension and why the feeders are leading so well here.
0: And we have cash trade on the feeders out in the country, pretty much on fire, don't we?
1: Yeah, cash trade on, on feeders has been red hot and um, just a continuous climb and and tighter numbers as, as kind of we expected. You know, we had that big run on fall feeders and um, everybody was placing cattle early. And now it feels like we're starting to run into where are they? We're getting into that really tight spot. And as we start to look at the next cattle on feeder port, you know, as soon as we turned the page on the last one, we all couldn't wait to get to this one because I think these placement numbers are starting to get penciled in and hearing some pretty friendly numbers. Are they 16% yeah. back from a year ago? Um, so uh, a lot of these estimates I'm hearing uh, will get the officials on Monday or that we're going to be like 85% ish in that range um, for placements so that... Once those numbers started to, to happen, those feeders kind of kicked it into high gear and they haven't looked back yet. And, and like you said earlier, every time they have you know one down day, that's really the only correction it's got. I mean, I've been saying this market's been overbought for uh, quite some time now, but it uh, has a one-day break and it's finding buyers. It's finding people that want to rally this market up.
0: Yeah, and the funds aren't very long here, so they could certainly add to that link. Okay, the hog market, conversely, has been down like five out of the last six days. We had some export news out this morning that was friendly on the weekly report. Uh, You had China in there buying, but yet the market falling back. Are we just in profit-taking mode?
1: I'm going to say it feels like a little bit of profit taking to me. You can, you can have range bound markets where they're just in a nice little range. And then you have a range bound hog market. That's about like this, you know, it's a uh, heading to the bottom of the range and the top of the range in, in fast order. And, and when those hog, when that, those hogs trend, they trend hard and, and fast and that's kind of what they're doing. And it's not a long trend that they do, but when they decide, okay, we're we're going to break a little bit, they just do it. And we're, Probably two dollars away from some of the halfway retracement levels after this last rally, so I would look for that um, for possibly some support in the hogs. But export news today—you know—you get the report today, and China's at the top of the list, um, buying a pretty good number, and that—that's what that market needs. We've been so supply bearish for so long, and and anytime you throw China into uh, into the news, there—that's a—that's a a friendly word that the markets love to trade. Uh, So I I think that's going to be part of what we're going to look forward to and say okay is this is this going to be continued because i think that's a pretty good sign that hey we can we have somewhere to go with this pork Uh, maybe we can start to firm uh, some of these markets up
0: absolutely Uh, we did have a like over two dollar drop in the cutout values it's not been a good week there for that either so that might be lending a little bit of bearishness uh grain market soybeans to the plus side this morning Corn is trying to follow. We did have the uh, Conab numbers out on Brazil this morning. Are we trading that, or is this just some typical, you know, positioning ahead of the WASDE at eleven?
1: I'm gonna say this is a this is probably some positioning uh, more than anything on, on some of these grains and the, the February Wazd reports usually pretty boring. And uh, after we get past the January report. We kind of fall into a, a sleep mode until we get to acreage in the end of march so i'm just thinking continued sideways uh not a lot of movement till then until we get some some brand new news on, on on what we're doing here on our acreage so not looking for much fireworks here uh on the grains today but it could be some short covering we've had a pretty significant break and Uh, Yeah, you talked about the CONAB numbers. That could be part of it, but I still think we're in a little bit of a range bound sideways uh, market here that I don't see a lot of interest in. But the the thing of noting is I think uh, many of the farmers have finally maybe realized it seems like every day one more uh, you know, producer realizes, yeah, this market's probably in rough shape. And there's been a lot of, you know, this market could go lower. And um, I think we're seeing that grain shift from farmer's hands uh, happening pretty fast over the last couple of weeks. So lots of producers saying, okay, I've got, uh, I, I just got rid of it all. I got rid of it all. But then, you know, the ones that don't mention it, they're a little bit embarrassed to tell you, well, I still got, you know, this amount of bushels yet, you know, so that, that they kind of have that feel. So Seeing a shift out of the farmer's hand, I think that'll uh, maybe help these markets as we see some of that grain move rather than seeing them sitting on it and as it continues to drive lower.
0: Well, and we're at levels here, especially on corn when you're at contract lows, where we should be seeing strong export demand. We had a flash sale this morning and you would think that this is a value level, right?
1: Yeah, that's what this market needs. It's it's at a uh Level that you're okay with buying, and the, the downside doesn't look near as big as what it was when we you were at six or seven or five. Uh, now it's like, okay, if I stick my neck out there and uh I'll buy a lot of this grain, that I don't know if my downside's all that big. So, yes, your value buying could be happening, seeing a flash sale that that's what this market's going to need because we've got a lot of grain, it's time to start seeing where. Uh, where we can start chewing through it. So if I'm an end user and I want to look at uh, covering some grains here, I'm okay with it because I, I don't feel like there's this big downside. I also don't feel like big upside either, but uh, you're okay with that at this level.
0: All right, thanks for joining us as always, Scott like with Coima, Coima like that's where it's it now.